2: let's do this another day another dollar congratulations on getting to your nine to five all of those positive greetings appreciate you listening and making us a part of your friday it uh it's snow today i mean what a week I don't think I can say it any better. What a week. I just was thinking about this. That Royals press conference feels like it was two weeks ago. It was Tuesday. Remember that? John Sherman was there. Brooke Sherman was there. Ron LaFever, Sam Mellinger, they were answering questions about the downtown stadium. It does not feel like that was three days ago that that happened. It, It feels very, very... It feels like it was two weeks ago that this happened. Like it was during the bye week, in between the Super Bowl. It has been uh, a very long three days. Hopefully, you have a great weekend. I plan on trying to do my best to have a great weekend as well. Rob is here. I am here, taking you up until six o'clock. Nick Wright was on the podcast earlier today. I usually will replay what Nick Wright had to say. I don't think we can do that today. Well, you know what? I uh, check out the podcast page if you would like. That's uh, that's probably the most I could think I can say about Nick Wright's appearance. Uh, it is uh, not something that I think we will play twice. I We normally would under 99% of circumstances. But uh, you know what? I'm in a good mood. Rob's in a good mood. The text line, they are finally in a good mood. Let's not upset it. You know what? Let's just kind of keep it where it is. And uh, be sure to check out the podcast page to hear Nick Wright's appearance on the show. All right. So let's do this. I want to play for you what LeJarrius Sneed had to say. Legarius Sneed went on with Kay Adams a couple of days ago, and he was asked this question. Here was his answer.
3: What would you like to say as we wrap the show up here to Brett Veach? And I have a lot of love for your GM and what he's done building this dynasty. What would you like to say? Pay me. (laughs) Pay me. Pay me. (laughs) That's what I got to say. Pay me.
2: So Legereus Need went on K. Adams' show, and he said, what you just heard, pay me, which makes a lot of sense. Rob, you asked me an interesting question earlier today, and for those of you that didn't hear my answer, well, let me answer it. You said, hey, people were really critical of Chris Jones and how his contract played himself out. Do you think they're going to be that way toward Legereus Sneed? I think there's a couple of different ways of looking at it. Now, I know this is not the, you know, it's not every single person. But I think for the most part, people want to see football players get paid. I think the general public understands the physical toll that playing football plays on you. And if you got a chance to really cash out, I think for the most part, people want to see you have success in your job, especially if you were someone who is perceived to have done it, quote, the right way. Sneed has been a healthy player. He has been a productive player. He has never rocked any boats. He has never caused any problems. Sneed has just done what most of us do. You try to keep your head down. You try to go to work. You try to do the best that you can. You've gone home and mind your business. I think that is the perception around LeJarrius Sneed. He is now in a very unique position that not a lot of people get a chance to be in. He's got a chance to really cash out. And if he plays the next month of his life correctly, he has a chance to significantly change the life of every person he is close to. I think Snead has a chance to sign a $90 million contract in the next month. You got a chance to see money that none of us will ever see. I think people understand that, hey, you got to do what you got to do. I understand the business side of football. I know you can't pay everybody. Hey, you got a chance to go ahead and cash out. And as long as Snead doesn't badmouth the organization on the way out, and there's no reason to think that he would do that. I think that people will be happy for Legarius Snead if he signs this big time deal. Now, this is my take. This is not even my prediction of what I think is going to happen. This is what I would do if I'm the general manager of the Kansas City Chiefs. I think they are elite. I think they are the best. Number one at three things in the National Football League. Head coach, he's coming back next year. Quarterback, he is also coming back next year. I think they have the best secondary in the league. It's hard to argue based on what I just saw them do over the course of the last five months for me to think otherwise. I think you have the best one-two corner combination in the league. I'm not ready to give that up. You have a 27-year-old who has been relatively healthy over his NFL career, whose contract is now coming up and is going to make $18 million. Now, I know that's a lot, but in a team-building exercise, it is really not that much money. I think you got to keep LeJarrius Sneed. So I would franchise tag LeJarrius Sneed and negotiate a long-term deal with him, and I would be willing to let Chris Jones walk. I understand what Chris Jones means for this organization. I appreciate what he has accomplished. He's about to turn 30 years old. And if you look at how much it's going to be to franchise tag him at $32 million, that will make him the second highest paid non-quarterback in the National Football League. I don't know if you can give out that contract with all the contracts that you got coming up over the course of not just this offseason, but next offseason. We are interest, We are entering a very interesting time in Chiefs offseasons. They got two really important off seasons where a lot of the young talent that they have drafted and developed, their contracts are coming up or they are due for an extension. If you're Trent McDuffie, and let's say that next year he goes out there and he's even better, you're going to have a young corner who has been a first-team All-Pro in back-to-back seasons and is 22 years old. That guy gets paid. That guy gets a significant raise at the end of that third season. Creed Humphrey's contract is coming up. Trey Smith's contract is coming up. Nick Bolton's contract is coming up. A lot of the young core pieces that you have gotten at significant deals because they've been on rookie deals, their contracts are now coming up. So you got to be really selective about who you want to keep and who you don't want to keep. And I would hate to have to lose a 24, 25-year-old Because you have a 31-year-old player under contract, long-term on your team. You and I both know how this game is. It is about getting younger. It is about getting cheaper. It is about getting faster. And you are about to start entering the point where these guys, in theory, are entering their prime. Chris Jones is not entering his prime. And you and I have both seen how quickly things can turn in the National Football League. That we always think, oh, this guy's got three, four years left. That's not how the NFL works. I would keep LeJarrius' need, I'd franchise tag him, I'd negotiate a long-term deal, and I would go let Chris Jones play for another team. Now, I don't know where that team could be. It could be the Chicago Bears, it could be the Houston Texans. I don't know what team he's going to go play for. But I don't know if entering a third long-term contract with the player... And franchise tagging for the third time is in the best financial interest of your team when you have so many deals coming up over the next two off seasons. I personally will let
4: Chris Jones walk and I would franchise tag need and pay him long term. So I actually thought that was the Chiefs plan at 201. Like when we opened the show and played that audio. I was like, yeah, I think they're going to take the Carrington plan. Brett Veach is going to do what you said. He's going to like he always does prioritize the younger talent. He's going to thank Chris Jones for his time. Chris Jones is going to be a great-looking commander one day. That's how I felt it was going to play out at 201. But Carrington, when the news broke at 3.30-ish from Ian Rappaport that the Chiefs have decided to pick up the option on Chris Jones, basically pay him 4.25 in incentives, but it allows them to retain the right to franchise tag him yet again, what I think the Chiefs are going to do pivoted because it hit me. And you're the one that says it's a lot. Contracts in the NFL don't happen. Hey, the contract's over. Let's start negotiating. You negotiate well ahead of time. More times than not in the NFL, when you are going into the final year of your contract, we kind of know if the team has plans to keep you or not. There's either been reports, conversations, rumors, whatever the terminology you want to use, there's usually some smoke to the fire of, Player X entering the final year of his deal, and Team Y is can trying to retain him, which was the situation last year with Legereus Need. Did we hear a single report they were interested in retaining him long-term? Not from people like us, the opinion makers. I'm talking the Rappaports, the Schefters, the James Palmers, the Nate Taylors, the people whose job it is to say, hey, here is a report I have for you. None of them said that. Zero. Meanwhile, every time it has become available – the Chiefs and Chris Jones have negotiated. Now, it went horrible last summer, but they have negotiated, and they have always both been open about the fact they want that player long-term, and that player wants to be here long-term. The fact the Chiefs reopened the ability to tag him, which you can then extend him in that tag window, makes me think the Chiefs realized we are going to thank LeJarius Sneed for his work. We love LeJarius Sneed. But we can turn and burn and make corner great no matter what. We have an all-pro even without Snead on the roster. And we need another all-pro on this defense. We need the guy who has made enough plays in two Super Bowls. The Niners are 0-2 against us. And that guy is Chris Jones. I think the Rappaport move today signaled to me the Chiefs are far more interested in keeping Jones long-term or at least negotiating a long-term deal than they are Sneed, because we've never, ever, ever heard about hopes, dreams, goals of keeping Sneed long-term from the report makers in the league.
2: Where I think is very different, though, where I think is different, is I think this is the best free agent that they've had under this organization, and this is probably the first one that you really want to keep. I didn't hear a whole whole lot of people arguing to keep Kendall Fuller when his contract was up. I didn't hear a whole lot of people arguing to keep Charvarius Ward when his contract is up. Who have they let go in the last four years that you felt, hey, this is a guy that they really need to keep. I think we are now entering that phase of the Brett Veach era of, hey, a lot of these young guys that have helped you win championships, their rookie deals are expiring. So a couple of texts, CDOT, what if Chris Jones is willing to take a super-friendly team deal, or is it no Jones no matter what? I think the time for super-friendly team deals with Chris Jones is over. If they franchise tag Chris Jones, he will instantly become the second-highest-paid defensive player in the National Football League. If you, gear, if you owe me that money regardless, I am not giving you that money back. I know this is different, but we all have an employer, right? In what scenario are you giving them back money? Especially when they have put themselves in the situation. If they franchise tag Chris Jones on Tuesday, regardless of what, Chris Jones has to never talk to Brett Veach. They owe him for next season $32 million. We're the only player in the league that doesn't play quarterback that makes more money than him is Nick Bosa. And if I'm Chris Jones, I feel like I am on Nick Bosa's level. So if you want Chris Jones on the team, and that is a fine position to have. Someone says, CDOT, this is a bad take. I'm not letting Chris Jones walk. Then you are prepared to make Chris Jones the highest paid player in the league that doesn't play quarterback. And are you willing to do that? Because my take, my take on it is, I'm willing to pay Snead, and with the money that we're not going to give Chris Jones, I'm making a significant addition to the wide receiver room. Because if we were playing that you got to play everybody... You have two choices. You can franchise tag Snead and use that available money to go out in free agency and get basically anybody you want that's not named T Higgins or you can pay Chris Jones. What team building exercise do you think is best? I rather have Snead and I rather go get Calvin Ridley. If those are my two choices, and I think that the that the option A I'm telling you of Snead and Calvin Ridley in the end is probably going to be even a little bit cheaper than having Chris Jones. Like this, th- this time of cheap deal for Chris Jones. This is the third time you franchise tagged him. There are no more deals to give out if I'm Chris Jones. I'm about to be 30 years old. And this is my absolute last chance to get paid. We all watch the NFL. You are not throwing significant dollars to 34 year old players. That is not what usually happens. There are some examples. Von Miller got paid. And then you saw how bad that deal was almost instantly
4: for Buffalo. This is it for him. Can I say it's it for Lajarius Need too, though? Like he maybe gets one more at, at, at the end of this. Not at 30 a big deal, though, Not a big deal. There's more volatility in the cornerback market as far as like quality of play than there is a D-tackle. Chris Jones has shown at longevity the position. Like, Jalen Ramsey was for all pro this year. He shouldn't have been, but that's not here or there. He was a pro bowler this year. He shouldn't have been. That's not here nor there. But he's living a lot on name cachet. I would tell you if you pull Dolphins fans, all four of them, they would say he's not worth his contract. He's 30 years old. If LeJarrius Needs signs a three- or four-year deal worth $18 million a year, let's just use the, ta- the, the tag number, He's what, going to be at $72 million? You think in year four that deal, that's a good deal? I think Legereus Snee is looking this offseason the same way you are. I, at 30-31, am not getting the same contract I'm getting at 27 because of the position I play. So I don't know he's Mr. Team-Friendly Deal either. So I'm just saying. I don't think either one of them. I I agree with you. I don't think either one of them are team-friendly deals.
2: I'm just saying is, even if you, let's say you make Sneed the highest-paid corner in the National Football League. Like, let's say that's what you make them. Tomorrow, you think that Snead is the best corner in the league and you are willing to pay him like that. That's $21 million. Like, let's say that you were on my side of the argument. Hey, keep Snead, keep Snead, keep Snead. The best case scenario is $21 million.
4: What's the best case scenario for Christian? Jones? 35? I'll take, what do you make this year? 28, 29?
2: Yeah, I mean, he, he made that this
4: year. Yeah, Franchise so probably, tag gives him
2: 32. So that okay, makes right. him already second behind Nick Bosa, who got 35. He is not taking less than the $32 million you owe I am not giving the billion-dollar company money back. No, you owe me at least 32, and we will negotiate based off the 32.
4: So it's probably 35, 36 at the, at the most. I think it's probably beneath Bosa, probably 33, 34. But that's six in one hand, half a dozen in the other. That's a $12 million difference. You can get a lot of
2: stuff with $12 million in the National
4: Football League.
2: You can get a lot of stuff. That's just how I would build my roster.
4: I I, I actually, we came on the show, we opened this. I, I agreed with you at 204. I'm like, yeah. And there's a history and a, a track record of Brett Veach signing the 26-year-old guy. Every time a 26-year-old guy's available, Brett Veach is all about it. But man, just... It's just odd to me that the Rapport report came out that they are that retain the tag rights on Jones. And I don't think they're going to tag Jones like he's going to play under the tag. But you and I both know how this works. You can tag Jones, and that gives you until July 20-whatever to get a deal done. It feels like you're getting that back with the intent of doing that and negotiating and doing that and getting him up locked up long-term. Like, I don't know that Snead gets a deal done in the next, what, Three weeks is till the fifth, basically? I I just think they are going to keep Chris Jones. And I also think while I understand Legarius Sneed is a better player, what's the difference between Legerious Sneed and Willie Gay? They both were great this season. They both had no accolades, all pro, any of that thing. They were the best player of their position at a position the Chiefs are very deep at. And at this time last year, we never heard at all about them wanting to keep either long-term. What's the difference? I wouldn't have paid
2: Willie Gay Jr. last year. I, I agree. Uh, up but to that point, Willie Gay hadn't yeah, done no, anything to
4: come in a long-term deal. But I meant deal. at no point during the season do we hear rumors, speculation, reports that they are considering either of them. They're both great at their position and they're players in the final year, and they are... At positions, the chiefs are inherently deep at, but other than Patrick Mahomes, they
2: haven't paid any player early. There's not a single player on their team that before their contract was up, they have paid earlier other than the one player they absolutely had to was Patrick Mahomes. He was not playing under his rookie deal anymore. The moment that rookie deal was over, all right, it's time for us to renegotiate this deal. So I'm just, all I'm saying is this is the first time that they have been in a position to do any of the things that you were talking about because all the players that Brett Veach has drafted, their contracts are now up and you want to keep them. They got probably eight guys over the next two years that in theory we could argue they should keep. You got Creed Humphrey, Nick Bolton, Willie Gay Jr., Trey Smith. You got eight players over the next two years that their contract's either are expiring right now or are about to expire next year, and now you got to make a decision on if you want to pay. So you got to make a decision now about how you want to build your team because next offseason, then Creed Humphrey is a free agent, then Trey Smith is a free agent, and do you want to franchise tag those players? So this conversation, at least for me, is not a one-year conversation. It really is the next two years of what you want to do with players. And that's why... If we got two great players and one is significantly cheaper than the other player, I think we're going to need that $12 million because that $12 million gives you the ability to keep Creed Humphrey at the end of next season. And we can carry some of that money over or go make a valuable addition to the wide receiver room that clearly needs to be made with this team. Someone on the text line says uh, that this team should attempt to sign both, see which one is more willing and tag the other. Unless you are paying me what the market says it is worth, I am not signing a contract when I can hit free agency and I can negotiate with all the teams. So, I mean, that plan sounds really good in theory, but if you are a luxurious need and you have only signed a contract with one team and that team has had your club control for the entirety of your career, you are less than three weeks away from being able to see what your true value is on the market. I'm taking full advantage of that. Hey, my agent has told me what I'm worth. My agent has told me that I'm Marlon Humphrey and he thinks, and he's been talking to all these other teams because you can. He's been telling me now that the Ravens are prepared on the first day of free agency to make me an offer that makes me the third highest paid corner in the league. So I am all for Kansas city attempting to sign both of these players. That would be the absolute best case scenario I just don't know how willing I would be to have that deal and that conversation. If I'm Sneed and now you're allowing me the opportunity to really test the market. And we all know how free agency works. What drives your price up competing offers. We don't think that there's going to be five, six teams that are interested in adding Sneed or if you're Chris Jones and you've waited this long, I will. I mean, unless you guys are willing to pay me like I'm the highest paid guy in the league, I want to see what Chicago's talking about. I want to see what Houston's talking about. I've already won three rings. I already think I'm going to the Hall of Fame. So now it is about cashing out and trying to make the absolute most money possible for me. We can keep this conversation going. 913-586-7610. If you guys are just tuning in, Legarius Nee went on with Kay Adams. Here's what he said.
3: What would you like to say as we wrap the show up here to Brett Veach? And I have a lot of love for your GM and what he's done building this dynasty. What would you like to say? Yeah, pay, me. <laughs> pay me. Pay me. Pay <laughs> me. That's what I got to say. Pay me.
2: We can keep this conversation going on the other side. There's a lot of text I want to respond to. There is one major debate with the Chiefs. They have two high-value free agents. What do you do with those two free agents? Keep it right here. It's drive.
1: You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison. Brought to you by Deep Esqually Moore. Car, truck, or motorcycle wreck? Remember, Mike's got this. On your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it.
3: Call silenced.
0: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
3: You have 47 new voicemails.
0: Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone The Drive with Carrington Harrison on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app.
2: So we're having this debate about what to do this offseason with Chris Jones. At least in this, and I'm, I mean, I'm sure people are willing to make this. I haven't really seen one person that a lot of people are saying, you got to keep Chris Jones, you got to keep Chris Jones. And that's that's perfectly fine to have that opinion. Are you willing to make Chris Jones the highest paid defensive player in the league? Because to me, that's where the conversation is. Like someone texted in, "Out, I love the show, but this is a bad take. They are not paying Jones on the tag. They'll either tag him and work out a cheaper contract or they'll trade him. Okay. I guess if you think, well, let me start from the beginning. The franchise tag is a fully guaranteed deal. I don't know how many people are going to hear from their employer, no matter what, this is how much money we owe you next season. And then you in a negotiation are going to be like, I mean, I'm willing to take less than that. No, I'm not willing to take less than that. We can agree on how much my raise should be from this number but I am not interested in taking less than the number you were guaranteed to pay me. No, not at all. i that's not part of, I don't even know why we're having this conversation. You owe me $32 million. I am not taking $28 million. No, I'm you're just going to give that money to somebody else. That's my money. I want to keep it. I also think in this conversation, we make the tag and trade seem far easier than what it is. The last 20 players who have been tagged in the national football league, only two of them have been traded. I don't think you can trade Chris Jones at $32 million in a, in a month. I don't think you can. Number one, it locks up your salary cap space until you actually trade him. So you can't go out and make moves. Like, you can't go out and move and make moves because your, friend, your money is tied up into a player. And if I'm another team, you have already communicated to me that you don't want to pay Chris Jones. You've communicated it now in two off seasons. You were calling me about trying to trade a player. And then last off season, I watched the game and he was watching your team play because you couldn't agree on a deal. I'm not giving you a first round pick for that player. I'm not giving you the 45th overall pick so you can turn that pick into a player that's going to help beat us. No, this is your problem. You figure it out. We're happy to pay Chris Jones but we are not giving you a first round pick for now, the right to negotiate a deal with Chris Jones. No, we don't need your help to negotiate with Chris Jones. I think the Chris Jones conversation is far more complicated than people are giving it credit. I think you could probably tag and trade Snead. If you want to Snead at $18 million is a team willing to give you a second round pick to negotiate with Snead. And then they make him Jair Alexander. I think that's a possibility, but you are not franchised in tagging a 30-year-old defensive lineman to now give a team the opportunity
4: to pay him $35 million. That is not how this is working. We're just going to disagree on this basically all offseason. I think Chris Jones is the more important player of the Chiefs defense. I think the Chiefs defense is less equipped to lose him. And I, as a Chiefs fan, I, it's not my money. Clark Connors make this decision. Brett Veach made this decision. I, as a Chiefs fan, am fine with him being the highest-paid non-quarterback in the NFL. I think you can make the argument he's the best pass rusher in the NFL. It's him, Miles Garrett, TJ Watt, Nick Bosa. They're all in the same conversation. Chris Jones is probably going to Canton one day. Chris Jones is racking up all pros. Chris Jones is looking more and more like Aaron Donald every single season and is integral to what the Chiefs do. And he's not just D interior D line only. He flexes up the outside. He does a lot. So I'm cool with paying him and I'm cool with walking on Sneed. I think the Chiefs can survive walking on Sneed. I also think Brett Veach has historically walked on corner. And you're right. No none of the guys he's walked on have been his guys, Fuller and Tyron Matthew, and that ilk. But I'm there's just there's this sense that the Chiefs and Chris Jones just seem attached to the hip. And even though all that bad blood existed last year in the offseason. They still got a deal done to get him on the field eventually. I think Chris Jones is a chief long term. I think Legarius needs a Steeler one day, but or whatever. the deal
2: didn't really. It didn't change anything.
4: Like the, mean, deal, the,
2: the deal, the deal basically. Felt money. You're right, but but the deal basically was just based on what the deal was. You can look at the incentives. It basically was: we'll give you more money if we win the Super Bowl. That's basically what the deal was. They gave him an opportunity to get back the money that he had already lost. That's why he played in that week 18 game. You remember, he was out there playing like a man with his hair on fire. And if you want to make more money, we have to win the Super Bowl. That's not a raise. That's not a raise. Like right now, right now, if they keep, if they give you the same contract that we already have, but they say, hey, well, if you hit number one, we'll give you more money. That's not a raise. That's not the kind of deal that I'm interested in signing. We can talk about what's guaranteed money, and then we can go on from
4: that. I'm pretty sure they upped his guarantees at the front of that deal last year, correct? We can look at it to be 100%. I, I'm pretty sure. Now, I don't think it was like a substantial yeah, yeah, up. I, I think it was like a small, but they they did something to get him in the building. I recall they had moved some money around to get him to come in initially. I could not remember the initial numbers, but they had funny moneyed it because they tried to get him in the building faster after that Lions debacle, if I recall.
2: Yeah, I mean, they basically just remember they created that weird incentive that was, hey, if you get on the field and you play 40% of the snaps, we'll exactly. give you a million dollars, which that kind of was the funny money That they threw out there. So this was his contract last year. His base salary was $18.4 million last year. It was supposed to be 19.5, but he didn't play the first game of the season. So once he came back for week two, his base salary was $18.4 million. He got $1 million for playing in 35% of the snaps, which is basically a, we're going to give you an opportunity to get the money back that you lost in training camp. They gave him another million dollars for participating in 50% of the snaps. So he lost $1.1 million for not playing in the Lions game. And then he accrued all of those fines for missing all of the mandatory stuff. So $2 million of that money was money that you chose to give back to the organization by choosing to stay at home and play Call of Duty. They then gave him a $1.25 million incentive for reaching 12 sacks, or 10 sacks, excuse me, he hit that incentive in the final game of the season. He could have got an extra two million dollars if he got to fifteen. He didn't get to fifteen. He then got an extra one million dollars by being named first team all pro, and then he got a million dollars because the Chiefs made it to the Super Bowl. He then got two million because they won the Super Bowl. So, in terms of, I guess, an incentive and in bumping pay and raise, I don't, I, I don't know all his contract incentives from the old one. I don't know if, Hey, if you win the Super Bowl, we'll give you money that doesn't
4: count against the cap. I don't know if I would consider that to be a race. I had, I was mistaken. Cause I, I remember they had funny money, but now rehearing it, they had funny money to basically to give him his lost wages back. You're right. That is not a wage. I, I had just remember there was funny money involved and I had the funny money numbers incorrect. So my apologies, but I still think Chris Jones is going to be a chief long-term. I think, I think it's more likely I hit the breaking news center for Chris Jones news than I do LeJarrius Sneed news. And there's just, it's a feeling I can't shake and maybe I'll look stupid long-term. But the fact that Chiefs today did some reworking with the goal to retain his franchise tag rights, they're not going to tag him to like play another tag, but you can tag him to give yourself five months to negotiate with him, seems notable to me. And. Like I said, maybe Brett Veach is just doing this because, hey, he's a kind guy. Here's some money, but we're not going to keep you at all. But The fact they funny moneyed up the stuff today to get those rights back is something that I can't shake and there has to be a bigger plan. And that seems of note to me.
2: And I think that's the debate that we'll have over the course of the next couple of days and weeks as we prepare for this. I mean, the window opens up on Tuesday and they have two weeks to make a decision about what they're going to do. You cannot franchise tag both of these players. Somebody, one of the two of them is playing for another team next season. And we will find out over the course of the next 14 days, who that player is potentially going to be. Keep it right here. It's The Drive.
1: The Drive with Carrington Harrison. Brought to you by Deep Moore. Car wreck? Get the money you deserve. Mike's got this on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. You're listening to The Drive. Now CDOT's got one extra point.
2: Rob, I just saw McCole Hardman getting ready for the celebrity game. And... On the back of his shirt, it said, Mr. Walkoff. I want McCall Harbin to get everything he can out of this out of these 15 minutes. I've really enjoyed it. I want him to get all of it. He started the season with the New York Jets. Like, started the season with the Jets. He did not play on the Jets. Like, let's be clear. he... Was not playing on the Jets. He then got traded. Before the Super Bowl, he had probably
4: made one play for the Chiefs this year. Remember, he had a punt return in the Chargers game. I mean, he probably has many as negative plays. He had the one punt return fumble in the Broncos game.
2: And now I would say he is now a part of maybe the coolest picture of Patrick Mahomes career. I mean, that picture of Mahomes with his arms out. And McColl has just scored a touchdown is probably the image of Mahomes' early career. He might have a picture cooler than that, but I don't know how you have a much better picture than celebrating the fact that you just had a game winning touchdown pass in the Super Bowl and the excitement that you feel in that moment. Life comes at you really, really fast, man. Like really, really fast. Congratulations for McColl, man. I'm so happy for him.
4: Do you think McColl is back on the team next year? No, but he. Uh, we talked a lot about how MVS is Christian Colone. McColl might be Christian Colone. Talk about a moment in time that has washed away a lot of fans' sour taste on him. He wasn't super popular from 19 to 23. He wasn't and, as unpopular as MVS. And now,
2: if he never plays for the Chiefs again, you know he can always come back, man. Bang the drum, oh, you're baby.
4: Harmon. You score that touchdown in the Super Bowl. Yeah, no, you're right. But from villain to hero, very quickly. You know what? We, me, and you will remember it because we're weirdos. That story of him at training camp not finishing the route and Mahomes yelling at him disappears to history. You want to know why? He finished the route that mattered.
2: Somebody just said McColl has to be laughing at Tyreek, even though he wasn't supposed to be on the team. He still gets to pick up a third ring. I mean, the person that really, I mean, is screwed in this really should be Scott Moore. That's, I mean, that's that was sky Moore's touchdown. You know. That was that was Kadarius Tony's moment. Kadarius Tony should be the one playing in the celebrity game today. Sky Moore should be the one that went on Jimmy Kimmel show a couple of days ago. Not not Michael Hardman. That's the one who should really be mad. That was your moment. He took your touchdown. They ran that same play for somebody else last year. You showed her to that new restaurant. She took her new boyfriend there. You know you' mad about that. That's what the Chiefs did. They run that play for everybody. You know, Noah Gray is hot right now, bro. They never ran that play for me. Not once. Blake Bell's pissed. Why haven't they run that play for Blake Bell? So he
4: could score. He'd be the Super Bowl MVP. He'd be the hero. He'd be the one getting all the credit. They tried their one play this year for Blake Bell. It was the fake tush push. And it went back. No, it wasn't
2: fake. They they ran it. It just didn't didn't work. It
4: was their version of the tush push. And they had... Let's, hey, ride James Winchester to glory. Nah, just didn't work. Uh, before we get out of
2: here, a couple of thoughts. They are very unrelated to each other. The first thought, yo, know, Taylor Swift is always going to be good money to me. I, I don't, at this point, I don't care how you feel about Taylor Swift. I don't care if you like her music. I don't care how many times they show her on television. Taylor Swift is always going to be good money to me. If you drop a hundred thousand dollars in the midst of everything that's going on and you are clear across the world and you still think enough of Kansas city to make that sizable of a donation. You are good money to me. Salute to you. I don't have anything bad to ever say about Taylor Swift ever again. I mean, I haven't said any bad things, but you know what I'm trying to say? I, she is always going to be her. Her money is no good here. I don't need it. No, thank you. I appreciate you for showing the love to Kansas city that you have shown over the months that you have been here and I am very appreciative of your donation as I imagine the the family is very appreciative hundred thousand dollars you you have paid for a lot of things Taylor Swift you are good and anybody saying well she's a billionaire she could have gave more I stop it she gave a hundred thousand dollars it's a lot of money a whole lot of money to people that you do not know I give her all the credit in the world salute to you Taylor Swift you have all my credit, all my love. I'm I'm here for you. I did see that my boy Giancarlo Busio. I heard he dropped a little five piece. I mm-hmm. heard he dropped that Gianluca Busio. Yeah, dropped a little dropped a little five piece nugget on him. Mm-hmm. Salute to him, man. That was my guy, man. I mean, he's thriving where he's at. Is he on Sporting? That's but I don't care. Okay, he's supposed to be my guy. He was supposed to be uh, every Tuesday. He was supposed to be a guest on this show. Who can we get next year on sporting as a regular? Text line, who would you like? We're going to request the same sporting player every week, and we're going to have him over the summer. Who should that player be? Rob, who do you think it should be? You're looking for fun and energetic? You're looking for like, you think I want to break down their game against the New York Red Bulls? I mean, I feel like this show is going to spend a
4: lot of time on the game against Miami. I don't think we're going to spend a lot of time on <laughs> <laughs> yo Messi coming. Yo Messi coming. What
2: what what else do we need to do? What else do we need to talk about? Yo Messi coming. That's what I'm here to celebrate. I don't, That's all that's the only reason why I'm going. I'm not going cuz Sporting is playing. Like look, Messi could be playing Bishop Miege soccer team. I'd still go to the game. I don't care what the score is. I just want to see Messi score one time and I'm good. I don't need anything else. I got my money's worth. Got everything I came to see here. Someone said uh Polito. What's his first name? Alan Polito. Alan Polito? Alan Polito. Is he good? We like him? He's their best scorer. would he would he be a good guest? I don't know. I remember we, we had Daniel Shallowee on the show yeah. before. Johnny Russell would be a good one. Yeah, I remember Johnny. We had both of them. We mm-hmm. had uh, Daniel and we had Johnny in studio yep. before. Johnny's the captain. Let's have a soccer player from both teams on every week during the summer. Let's have a soccer. Let's have a current and a sporting Kansas City player on the show. Are you excited about
4: this? I am. Okay. When the national team comes in, I'm going to work, try to get Politic on the show. You can interview him. I I know you really want to talk to him. You don't want to hear me talk to
2: Christian Pulisic. You want to talk to him. And that's fine. I'm willing to just, Uh, you know what? I'm willing to step aside and I'm willing to let you do the interview because you're my friend.
4: I don't know. I think it'd be fun to hear you talk to him. What's up, man? Just tell me about your life. I would just ask him to, I would just ask him
2: questions about you. I just, Hey, Rob's a big fan right now. Would you rather have like, right now you get two options. You get Patrick Mahomes to write, to sign a Jersey for you and just, Hey Rob, I appreciate all your help or Christian Pulisic signs one and says, Hey, thank you for being a big fan. Which one would you rather have the, the you get the, you get the game worn Mahomes Jersey from week one, or you get the game
4: worn Pulisic Jersey from when they're here in June, probably Mahomes, but it's really close. I I might even lean Pulisic because I could probably get him a homes in some form or fashion. Yeah, no, we could we could probably get you a Patrick Mahomes
2: autograph jersey yeah. between now and the end of twenty twenty four. Someone said Captain America is bigger than Patrick Mahomes. I, talking about Derek Jeter, because Christian Pulisic is not bigger than him and there, there's not a city in America in which that is the case. Mm. Where, where
4: could Christian Pulisic go? Not Pulisic, it's more of a... Not Christian, but I could see Messi in, in Miami. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course.
2: No, I, I'm saying he
4: said Captain America. Oh, okay, I'm okay. saying it's, there's no place
2: that Pulisic can walk around the United States. And I don't even know people are bothering him if he's walking around in Kansas. I don't know what that man looked like. I'll let Daniel Craig take you guys home. Have a great weekend. Back on Monday. Ladies and gentlemen,
4: the weekend.
2: What?